This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. How's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed okay. and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. <laughs> Hi, my name is Timothy Oliphant, and I feel splendiferous okay. about being Conan O'Brien's friend. It's not a word. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hey, Conan O'Brien here. Welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. This is a bit of a different episode, and I'll tell you why. Normally, our podcast begins with myself and Sonam Obsessian and Matt Gorley uh, chewing the fat, talking about things, and then we get to the celebrity interview. Well, here's what happened. Mr. Timothy Oliphant had an idea. He came in. We were chatting. We had a very good talk. And then at the end of the talk, he said, now, wait a minute. I want to do the opening of the show. And we thought, okay, why not? So you're about to hear Tim Oliphant do the opening of the show. Uh, his sidekick for this was Adam Sachs, who was there at the time, our good pal and podcast guru. And so we're all together. We're in New York City. Tim starts things going. And then if you want, you listen to the whole thing, at the end, you'll hear... Timothy Oliphant come up with the idea for doing the opening that you've already heard. And then you can go back and listen to that opening again. And it can be a loop from which you never escape <laughs> and listen to for the rest of your natural life. Anyway, here with the unusual opening of the show, good friend of mine, terrific talent, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, this is a, uh... This is Tim Oliphant on uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And the fall is here, na-na-bell, na-na-na, na-na-na, which might be 
the best thing about this podcast. Don't tell Conan I said that. I'm a big fan of that Jack White song. Oh, yeah. It's Technically, that's a White Stripe song. Yeah, it probably is. If only we had little devices in our pockets mm-hmm. where we could look that up. I'm a fan of the um, White Stripes and the Jack White and the Conan O'Brien. Yeah. I mean, he might need more friends. Who oh, that's us, why he started the podcast. Who us, that's what it says. That's a, that's, a, a, that's a way in. Yeah, it is a way in. It's just a way in. It, but the premise was that he has these friends that he sees in a, like Hollywood friends that he sees in a, in a professional setting, but rarely does he socialize with them outside of the professional setting. Like rarely does he get dinner with them, hang out in a real social way. But I think you're an exception to the sort of premise of the show. You know what? You might be right. And it's, as you say it, I, I actually don't know. I, I feel like he's more social than he does. He, I feel like he gets out more often than we, he he's very yeah, well he's, liked. He is. And, uh, I've been to his home and, and when he's had people over and people love him, I think it's a gimmick. Yeah, it's a gimmick. I think it's a, yeah, it is a gimmick. Um, but the theme song works really well with the But the, the theme show. song reads really well. And you know, you got to come up with something. Here's the point. I've listened to the show when he's had very, very special guests, people that mean a lot to him. And he just does away with the intro. Yeah, like a former first lady, Michelle Obama, something like that. We, he won't do the intro. Did he, uh, and, and even speaking of uh, Mr. White, I don't, did he do an intro on why? I think he just went right into the, the show. That's possible too. It's yeah. possible? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's special guests. And also if it goes really, if it goes really long, sometimes we'll say, let's just skip the intro altogether. Okay. I did one of those two things. I'm one of those two. I went long, but I'm not. <laughs> so yeah. Cause I asked him about the intro that that's like a 10 minute intro. Yeah. Usually if you have five, 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes. Yeah. But no, but you are a really special guest. You Thank were you. one of the first guests. I think you came on a few months after the show launched. Okay. Uh, and there has been a clamoring to get you back, and it's it took a it took a long time. That's so nice to hear. I mean, not genuinely. I, I um, none of it makes sense to me. I think you were the first guest to to come in and sort of like break the rules a little bit. Uh, I don't want to get. I don't know. It's just me being nervous. Um. But here's the deal. I'm trying. I was thinking today that um, as much as I've enjoyed the uh, the preamble, I've decided that that's what this is right now. We don't, we don't even have. We have none of the actual hosts of the show. That's my point. I'm is not that, really so, a part of the show either. If this makes it on on the what do we call this on the podcast on the podcast? I was about to say it makes it on the air. Yeah. Well, this will air on the like radio just an too. Old person. Yeah. Well, we'll see because Gor- Gorley's not <sighs> here. We're he get will my receive own show. this. Gorley will receive this audio, and he'll have to figure out what how to what to make of it. And oh, what really? To do with it? Yeah. So we're, that's who we're, we're right yeah, now. Yeah, we're gonna I'm, send this to Matt Gorley. This is like an audition. Figure, yeah. I'm auditioning for something. Yeah. Oh, so you can man. speak directly to Gorley. Oh, okay. Hey, bud. Hey, Tim. <laughs> there you go. It's good to see you. Thanks yeah. for being here. Oh, it's great to be here at a later date in a different place. I appreciate you being here for me. Bye. Um, he is a super fan of yours too. We, we, he and I talk about that. That doesn't make up for the fact that he's not here. No, no, it doesn't. No. In fact, it makes it even a little more. It's hurtful. A little more hurtful. Why isn't he here? Is it a budget thing? <laughs> yeah, it's a is budget that what thing. Conan's having yeah. a meeting? Yeah. Conan had a, had a meeting with Sirius. It wouldn't fly the other two out, huh? They're coming out, but they're coming out uh, Wednesday. We've got these shows at the oh, end of the week. That's right. And then that's the other thing he mentioned. Something about, what's he doing at the Beacon? Yeah, he's doing a live show, uh, two live shows, Thursday and Friday night. Really? Live podcast. Who's it? 
who's a, who's on the live podcast? We can say it now because it'll air after they happen. But um, Stephen Colbert and Tracy Morgan. I bet that'll be good. I'm gonna yeah, guess. Really I'm gonna good. guess they went over really well. We'll see, but I'm I'm confident. <laughs> they're good guests. They're really they're home run guests. That's good. Live guests and at the beacon, and they're gonna do the thing. Yeah. All right. I feel like this is not gonna go over. Gorley might just <laughs> cut it out completely. He might have to cut it out completely because it feels like I should have to t- say something like an anecdote to to uh, O'Brien. Yeah. Let me tell you about O'Brien. First of all, I'll tell you my history of uh, Conan O'Brien. Way back when in the 90s when he was doing his show here in New York, I went on his show as a guest. He doesn't remember that. I barely remember it. It was the most nerve-wracking thing. I remember being going out there. I remember his lips moving. And then I was like, I, I, was, it was just, I just was like, okay, I'm going to continue with my story. Was it, it one of your first late night experiences? It was my very first, first late night talk show appearance. And it was so nerve-wracking. And I have to confess, I was such a fan, and am such a fan, of a great talk show and a great talk show appearance. And I was just, the whole thing was, I think I was almost late. It was like breaking out. I was nervous as all get out. It was like late 90s. Not even that young. And I did not do another talk show for years after that. Because I was like, nope. Nope, <laughs> I'm not ready. And then, anyway, so then you, I think maybe it might have been close to 10 years before I went on his show out in LA. I just had a ball. And Crazy he, to hear because you seem like such a natural doing it. And so relaxed actually from a viewer's perspective you just you seem so natural i appreciate you saying so i everything about show business early on was just confusing and nerve-wracking and just like just a nightmare i remember the first time first and only time i went on letterman it was like just a year or so before he retired as i remember and i remember being in my house and i was looking at great letterman guests like I was looking at all these guests, just that thing of trying to remind myself, like what makes him laugh, mm. you know, just trying to think about what makes a great appearance on Letterman. So I'm watching all the usuals and my wife comes in and says, what are you doing? And I say, oh, I'm just watching clips from great Letterman guests. And and she looks over my shoulder and she's like, that's like Martin Short. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> he's a really, you know, and then it's like, and that's like Bill Murray. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. She goes what are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, when those people come on his show, he's super excited. <laughs> and she's like, he doesn't give a shit about you. Oh, like he doesn't, this is true. It's turning into a Letterman story. Conan can't get enough of Letterman stories. He'll appreciate that. I'm starting his podcast with a Letterman story. And I realized she's so right. I realize I'm preparing, like I'm looking at these guys and what they're doing and how he's reacting. And then she's like, yeah, but she's, she's totally right. So I think to myself, okay, she's got a point here. So I, I Googled, I, I thought of an actor who was in a similar spot. This was, I think, first or second season of Justified. We'd just come out. I think we'd done a season. And so I looked up actors that I thought were more or less in my position, you know, at that time or, or, or looked up them when they were at that position. John Hamm, God bless him. Good. Dude, like right when Mad Men came out, yeah. like, okay, like that's a similar spot. <laughs> I watched clips of those actors on Letterman and he did not give a shit. And I was like, oh my God, she's so right. Right. 
Uh, and that, it just, was, that was probably a little bit of a relief, though, to see. I don't know if it was a relief, but it was certainly of, uh, of value. What you don't prepare for, that first moment when he's just like, my next guest is so-and-so, and he has no idea who that person is, you know? And I think maybe there was something similar like that when I, when, you know, going on the talk show the first time going on O'Brien, which was like, you know, you just, you imagine that you think of your anecdotes and they're funny and whatever, whatever. Right. And then you just don't realize that first moment when you just like walk out there and you, and there's, it's like every show business experience I ever had when you're just like, you know, I remember going on my first set. And just like, what's all this colored tape on the ground? What do you think made it easier? Is it just the reps? Is it just doing it multiple times or getting more comfortable in your own skin as a actor? And... I, there's something to be said about not giving a shit. You know, if you can get to yourself to a place where it's all just a joke. And then there's the other thing, which is uh, don't tell Conan. He's really good at what he does. It, he just makes it look easy. He makes you, he carries you at times. He fills in areas and... Um, just makes it so smooth. I mean, so many times I realize, you know, he just, it's like a sleight of hand. He makes me come off really well. Yeah, so he's really good, you know. He may not have a lot of friends, but he's, you know, he's he's gotten really good at what he does. And I think that's, uh, if, if nothing else, that's um, that's the takeaway here. Should we go to the intro? Oh, now what I'd like to do is go from this intro to his intro. Okay. All right, sounds great. See you later, everybody. My guest today has starred in such shows and movies as Deadwood, Justified, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm very excited. Chat with him today. Timothy Oliphant. Let me tell you something. First of all. Oh, yeah? And this is a compliment to you. Now, when people say that, it never is. It is a word, right? What? Splendiferous. Is it? I don't I, think so. Is it no. a word? I doubt it. Okay, hold on, motherfuckers. Uh, okay, because... The only reason I know knife. this word oh, so. is because Elvis Costello said it about this. It, he, that was his answer. Yeah, but that's Elvis Costello. Which means Costello. you weren't listening. No, I, but I'm not going to correct. It's all, it's all a blur to you, isn't I'm it? I'm not going to correct Elvis Costello. Oh, but me. Yes, you. Because <sighs> I've got, you and I have beef that goes back a long way. That's true. The last time you were on the podcast, you were disrespectful. You disrespected not just me, but the whole form of podcast. I remember podca- it differently. Uh, you know, uh, memory is not a reliable narrator. <laughs> if you, you made, know. you did random ads yourself for, I believe, made up products just to try and get money. Keep it up. I'll break them out now. No, 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 please. I forget. One of them was a tennis. You brush your teeth. I do brush my teeth. How about those quips? <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to send you, you a go? free quip. You're not going to get any cash. I just I realized this morning. I could use one. Those are handy. Yeah, I don't remember what happened on the the, the you, podcast. First of all, let me say uh, thank you for having me back. Of course. Thank you for having me on the first time. Yeah. I'm sorry it didn't go well. What um, are you talking about? I had people, I had, you, I think my you, own brother yeah, called me and yeah. said, I learned nothing and way too much. <laughs> <laughs> that was his, that was his I will uh, tell response you, to this the, is, our first go around. Okay. I'll tell you this, and and Adam uh, Sachs, you can weigh in. I believe, I'm quite certain, that your podcast, one of the most uh, beloved by fans. Universally, every so often online, every few months, there's a message board that's like, what are your, list your favorite CONAF episodes. Every single time there's a list made, yours is in the top five. Well, I thank you both for telling me that. And let me just, special message to those people. 
Prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Ed Conan, if... hit me with your first question. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to know? I, I want to know. I texted you the other day, and I really, mm-hmm. I, I really want to. Uh, this is important, and for the listeners, yeah, I, I want this to be more about you, and and um, and your performance. This is not about me right now. Okay. So ask good questions. Okay. Because you know what I mean. You did. You did text me yesterday and said, "Please ask me good questions." You threw the first shot by saying we would meet up later for drinks or dinner, and that it would be fresh. The podcast would be fresh in your mind, and you would judge me. Yeah, I'll judge you on your performance. How's it going so far? Uh, we're at a solid anyway, C minus. What? Let me tell you something. We're this thing is killing it already. I can just tell. You feel it, right? There's an energy. Uh, no, that's an aneurysm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm first of all, you you uh, you're a delightful fellow, and we are friends in real life. Mm-hmm. So much so that uh, I have this guy that works for me, who's well known to my fans, Jordan Schlansky, and uh, I taped a segment with him recently, and we put it out on the internet, and he has this moment where he's just furious furious with me that i didn't keep him employed after we fully employed i pay him uh, half salary because there was nothing to do when the late night talk show stopped and till we start the next project and he's furious that he's only getting half the money to do nothing and i start to defend myself and he says what are you doing anyway and then he says to me with this contemptuous sneer you have your dinners with Timothy Oliphant. And I swear to God, I've been hearing from so many people who love that line. That that's what's in, I mean, Jordan is jealous, deeply, deeply jealous of our friendship. You know that. Well, I know it now. And I think a lot I mean, of people I sat are. through patiently uh, while you told that story. And now I know. <laughs> Did that go on a little we long? We all sat. We all, I don't know. Ask the listeners. Is there a chat board somewhere? No, we can't afford that. How have you been? We're going to do this we, for real. Okay. We haven't, I haven't seen you in a while. Well, we haven't talked in a while. You were busy. You were I'm shooting busy. projects. You were in Wales, I believe, for a while. I was in, I was. What? I was in Wales. I found myself in Wales. Were you not in Wales? <laughs> no, I was in Wales. Okay. You no, were in Wales shooting some project. You know, the kids have left the, the, what they commonly refer to as empty nesters. That's what we are. And so now, um, you know, I just... Turn to uh, my wife and say, hey, you, you want to go to Wales? And then we, then I say, all right, I'll take it. I'll take the job. You'll take the job. Yeah, if she's up for going. You Wales, know what's, Wales is lovely. Your wife, beautiful. Let me tell you about Wales. Oh, okay. I was about to say something nice about your wife, know, but you cut but, me off to talk about Wales. Well, you took so much time with that last story. I feel like people It was need not a, break. a story. That wasn't a story. I was relating to you how you uh, have impacted my life recently in a Jordan remote. So I didn't think that that was When you're in Los Angeles, you feel like Los Angeles is the center of the world. And when you're in New York, you feel like New York is the center of the world. And when you're in Wales... You're like, London is the center of the world. <laughs> Not a lot going on there? You know what? No, good people. Good people, fun to hang out and get sure. drunk with. Yeah. And then get in fights. It's a lot, a lot, like, my, a lot like my childhood. Modesto and Wales, they have more in common than you'd think. Yeah. Modesto, pretty tough place to grow up. This, yeah, the mean streets of Modesto. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up on a mayonnaise farm. <laughs> Good crop this year, huh? I love that mayonnaise bacon out there in the sun on the old mayonnaise farm. 
You betcha. Uh, Tim, yeah. what you else you want? Go I'm, I'm going to tell you something. What do you got? I can't relate to you because uh, Liza and I are not empty nesters yet. You oh, yeah, are yeah. because yeah. you and Alexis had children when you were still in your 20s. You had your kids. That's that's kind of you to say, but that's not... Ex- I think we were 30. I think you were in your 20s. Okay. And I'm going to tell you something else. Mm-hmm. I have a very different scenario. Uh, my children were born when I was in my 60s. Yeah. And as a result, and now they're in their 40s. Yeah. Do the math. <laughs> I'm just crazy. saying you're such a young, free guy. Yeah. And you've got these uh, very uh, cool kids who are adults now. Yeah. That, that's what I'd call them. And I got to be honest with you, because I thought throughout their childhood, I thought we I thought we had a good chance they'd, they'd grow up to be average. You told them that often, right? Yeah. You know, that's I, a good thing I to tell a kid just a lot of pressure just before just before you turn out the light. I was like, honey, I think you got a good shot at just growing up to be average. <laughs> you could move to Can- move to Canada, move to Canada and have a nice life. Uh huh. You know what I mean? What's wrong with average? Exactly. That's what I told them. Yeah. But I gotta say, I I, I feel like they got a. I feel like they're they might be above average. <laughs> I'm enjoying them. You know what I mean? Now that yeah. they're you know, yeah. now that they're a little older, I'm impressed. And I say to my wife, I said, "You did a good job. Thanks for raising those kids." Yeah, where were you the whole time? Uh, show business. You know what I mean? I had to go act and uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 take naps in my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I took a lot of jobs for the nap time. Uh-huh. You did know you what I mean? did you bring your family to set much? On you know, I mean, first of all, you can't have no. kids around on the Deadwood set. Every other word is they, motherfucker and cocksucker. Right. You they, can't have kids around. They came out once. I've told this story, but I, told, I, mean, I they came out once. Mm-hmm. They were quite young when we did that show. Once that I remember. And uh, and ran around and the, and one day I was I was about to head off to work. It was breakfast, you know. They were all sitting around, and I was like, God, I gotta go fucking work, you know. And then I thought, oh, I don't want to place this burden on them, you know, that you know hate going to my job. So I stopped, like it was a teachable moment, and mm-hmm. said, you know, actually, guys, I, you know, I really do enjoy my job. You know, it's it's sometimes it's hard to leave, right? But I but I love my job. Mm-hmm. And I said, taking him a step further, I said, you know, you know what I love about my job? And my son goes, the mud? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of mud in Deadwood. That's what he said. Yeah. I said, yep. I, I, I just tried to press forward, by the way. I thought, no, yes, but, but also. <laughs> and my daughter says, the horses? And I said, that's it. I'm leaving. The mud and the horses. Pretty sweet gig, though. I, I kind of get it. I guess that in a way, they, they, they're right. Um, you know what I'm noticing about average, you? How are your kids doing? No, no, you don't listen. I had a whole thing in mind. I have all these questions. Oh, do you? And I've, I haven't seen my kids in years. There's various reasons for that. But you have your agent call once a week, tell them you love them. Well, actually, no. My manager calls. The then manager he, calls. My manager then checks in with the kids, calls my agent, who calls my business manager. There it is. Who then uh, calls the uh, the accountant. Yeah. And then I'm told that the children are well. They're they're nourished and they think well of their father. That's nice. And so and. The the lie gets relayed back to you by who? <laughs> well, naturally, that would be the agent and the manager. They're the ones that really lie. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that you, when I talk to you, you either make no eye contact with me or too much. Damn it. You'll be talking to me, but looking straight across the room that way at this wall that says Sirius XM, or you'll be riveted to me and your eyes don't blink at all yeah. like a reptile. So what's the story with that? Do you have a prep? You, you have a... 
I love you looking away. It's really yeah. because... I'm not looking away for the rest of the interview. <laughs> Get used to it, buddy. Here it comes. Seriously, you just... Uh, yeah. I've never seen that technique before, Tim. I've been wanting to tell you something for quite a long time now, and I'm looking completely yeah. not at you. I, I was looking for Tim. the door. I could tell. <laughs> you wanted out. You wanted out. Listen, just, uh, you got questions? Yeah, I, I do, it. but whenever I start, you cut me off. I don't think that's true. With, uh, let's check the tape. So far, has, Adam, has there been some cutting off, to be fair? Been a little cutting off. Okay, a little bit. perfect. But you heard that one point where that I was like, okay, I'm not going to cut him off, and it went on forever. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, so you started shaving during one of my anecdotes, which I thought was incredibly rude. I didn't, And you brought all the props. It was very impressive. So no, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there, California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident, so are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. On the way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid... We were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less Filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not yeah. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm -hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it, it's less filling, Miller Lite, or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Come on, if most people are being honest, 
No one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it in Saturn. <laughs> that's one over one billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, let's switch the tone. Let's get to know. Let's get Let, to know people. Okay. Ready? I'm going to ask I'm going to get to know you. Okay. And then um you're free I got to, follow-up questions. Yeah, you can cut me off with your follow-up questions. Um I want to first say that I think you're a terrific actor. Now, I've talked to you before uh about acting and sometimes I call you up with questions about acting. Yeah, because I think you're very smart about acting, and I asked, I like to ask you in that movie. Did you like that movie? What did you think about what that person was doing? And you always break it down, and you have a very good, smart, intuitive analysis of what that person's doing. I don't know how to do any of that. This may shock you, but I am not an actor. I don't have an actor's soul. I don't even understand how it works. I'm not. I, c I couldn't be in a scene with you. Could you imagine if you had to do a scene with me in a movie? You see what happens when I don't cut them off. <laughs> I actually wish you cut him off a little earlier. <laughs> Where's this going? Is this about you? I said you were a terrific actor. Well, you did. You started you. with a compliment, but then you went on about your thing. Yeah, with exactly. your What are you worried about? First of all, you're a comic genius. No, let's not get crazy. Listen, if you want to ask us, okay, I'll ask comic us genius. right back. You're a comic genius. Sure. And you've been a comic genius for like 60 years now. Okay, now it's getting crazy. Because I, I once... Uh, we went on a road trip together. We did. I don't know if you call it a road, but it was a pretty lengthy drive. And I heard all about your beginnings. And uh, it's really quite phenomenal. Are you writing a book? Are you going oh, oh, to? You, oh, you listened to. I thought you and I went on a road trip and you heard about my beginnings. And we I'm did. thinking, that's when? what I just said. What are you talking about? Well, what I mean, trip? it was just up the coast. It was just a. Uh, yeah, we, we drove did. up the coast. Yeah, we drove up the coast. You and I had a romantic getaway. It Let's was, just call it what it was. I know. I thought it was the first of, it was going to be the first of many, by the I way. I thought we were going to be the male Thelma and Louise, um, which, when you think about it, is a stupid idea. The well, you got of, the red hair. That's true. I'm, wait, I'm Gina Davis. Wouldn't you be Susan Sarandon with the hair? Wasn't well, her hair kind of reddish? Yeah, but Gina Davis was taller. I think I would be Gina Davis. I mean, listen again, the listeners are going to decide, but I think it's Gina Davis. All right. Yeah. You'd be Gina Davis. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Nice scene with Brad Pitt. Yeah. I gave him a start. You and him with the hairdryer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You remember that. I do. It's a good scene. Again, there you are with your good acting mind breaking down a scene. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> and 
I'm, I'm sorry, I cut you off, but is there a question? I, I'm being it, serious. Why does this have to be a question? I don't know what these things are. This... When it's you and me, it's not like any other podcast. Yes, usually I have questions. Okay. There's kind of a flow to it. But what you and I have, and what the fans expect, is something frustrating that starts and stops, uh, that takes wild uh, turns, um, that maybe ends up being less than the sum of its parts. That's what they want from us. Okay. I'm just worried about the ones that, like, if my wife were were listening right now, mm-hmm. it she would have she would have turned it off by now. She, well, first of all, she does that when we go to dinner. She's like, she uh, enough. She often reaches over and tries to turn an, a, a, a volume button on my head that isn't there. Yeah, she's. I've seen her try to change the channel on me when the when the four of us are out to dinner. Uh-huh. And my wife is right along with her yeah. on that one. It's true, isn't it? They're like, you guys go. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Yep. Our lives are very different. Mm-hmm. My work has always been, you stay in this one place, and you do this, and you don't move. Here's your talk show desk. Don't you fucking move. Your life, which I've always kind of envied, is, like you said, there's this gig in Wales, and suddenly you're living in Wales for a couple of months. I've always been fascinated by that. Does that get old or do you still love it? Okay, so here's something. I don't, we, I, I always wanted to have a talk show. I just want to, and I still to this day. It's like one of those body so switch movies. I have a movies. whole fantasy about just like having a talk show. I read about someone's giving up their talk show and mm-hmm. I think to myself, you know, should I raise my hand? What's the deal? I feel like I could, I'd love that regular Would gig. you like that? Well, I think the answer is yes. Yeah, I love a, I love routine. I do love routine. I'm, I'm being serious. I, yeah. I, you know? Every, yeah, I, li- I like the routine of it. I like, um, what is it that I like about it? I don't know, but I, I always thought it'd be really cool. Uh, to have a talk show. To have a talk show, yeah. What about the day in and day out, over and over again? Could you do that? Wouldn't you miss, I'm going to Japan now, you know, in a, to, no. be, to be in a, no. a, a, a robot no, movie. No, I mean, uh, I mean, for years, I, I no, I don't think I would. I think, I, I think I'd enjoy it. I enjoy talking to people. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know what I mean? Even though that we're not, well, we're starting to have an actual conversation here, but I do. I tricked you into it. You see what I did? You did. You lulled me. Yeah. There was some stuff at the beginning, but that's our process. So, and then we get to this. But you know what you are? You're a, uh, always been a hilarious talk show guest. Thank Again, you. Again, people, when they talk to me about appearances that people have made, uh, Kevin Nealon's name comes up. Uh, obviously, Norm Macdonald's name comes up, and these different comes up. And your name pops up a lot. People liked doing panel. They liked you because you come at things from a very different angle. You know, you're you've got a very quirky, dry sense of humor. Very funny. People enjoy it. I appreciate. I never thought. Do I have a dry sense of humor? I think you do. Well, you have a dry delivery. Like... You have a dry delivery. Oh, you have a very dry delivery. Because I feel like, and I'm just like a puppy dog. You know, like I'm like one of those loud. Do you think of that? I mean, do, no. No. Who thinks of you as a loud? You're not a loud guy. My kids. You my, know, well, you're always angry around your kids. I've noticed that. Yeah. There's a lot of God damn it. God damn it. And then, you know, Lex is like, Tim, Tim, take it easy. And you say, you quiet woman. Right? And you do a lot of that. Right. And um, there's a lot of who touched my drink. And. I need more to drink. So there's that. And when the when the one food uh, is touching the other food. Oh, oh, these foods can't touch. Right? When the eggs are touching the toast mm-hmm. 
and I just lose it. You know what's crazy? Do you ever watch, uh, remember the movie um, Sleeping with the Enemy, Julia Roberts, where she's with the crazy type A husband uh, and he needs everything to be just perfect or he flies into a rage? Sadly, I missed it. Okay. It's many, many years ago. I'm a fan of, uh, 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 just the other day watched um, Aaron Brockovich, which is a much better movie, I'm guessing, than the one you're talking about. Yeah, the one I'm talking keep about going with your is the one that everyone came to see because it was, oh God. Again, I'm shamed every time I speak on Conan O'Brien's podcast by Tim Oliphant. It's ridiculous. It's called Conan Needs a Friend. Needs is the operative word. Exactly. Yeah. I need help here. That's what I'm pointing I've never out. needed you more. That's what I'm trying to... And I've been trying to actually talk to you. I've been trying to talk to you and hang out for like six months, and the only way to do it was to book you on the podcast. Wow. What kind of friendship is that? Wow. Suddenly, we're together. Because I booked you on the podcast. First of all, a true buddy would have been like, where are you? You know, you have, you're like, oh, I'm coming. I was in New Orleans for two months. You could have said, oh my God, let's go visit Oliphant in, in New Orleans. We'll go hit Jazz Fest. We'll cruise around. Oh, I can't take Jazz Fest. You know what we've all been that, amazing that, about Jazz Fest? All that noodling, Fest? scale noodling. First of all, here's the thing at Jazz Fest. Everybody, they go People go and there's large groups and, and in order to find people in the crowd, people have flags and stuff. So they're like, that's our group. But with you, we could have just been like, where's Conan? We could just see you. Right. We're like, there's that red. Inflatable thing outside of a car, uh, car lot. Right. We're just looking. Flapping around. We're just looking for, yeah, like a really unattractive Gina Davis. Okay. Where, you know what? Where is she? I didn't come here. To, where is she? To be called an unattractive Gina Davis. You could have flown out. Here's the main point. I'm not Why that kind you, of guy. I'm not that kind that of guy. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not a kind of guy who says, it's time for me to hit the big easy and hang with Oliphant at the Jazz Fest. Yeah. That's the opposite of who I great. am. No, I can't do I, that. I was working. What kind of jazz are they playing? Is that like... Is it that kind of thing? I think there is a tent for that. How about... Is that happening? Because I can't do that. And then someone's... Just give a third example, because I think people want it. It's amazing. You don't know how much I could just see you in star wars on that last one <laughs> i could have seen you you could have been in the bar right and there could have been little uh yeah subtitles underneath me saying i'll give you 40 Griebgars for the glub glub right damn blew it so yeah we were we've been traveling it's, if it's my fault we were in new Orleans. we just had one of those things where unusually one job and we drove we drove here, by the way, we're in New York. I live in L.A. I drove to New Orleans. I worked there, and then I drove up to Chicago, and I worked there for a while. Uh, it was a cool town. We got shot at. That was a bit of a bummer, but then otherwise, it was a great place. Who shot at you? What are you talking about? Oh, my God. I tell you about that whole thing, and we were on the shooting them. We were there doing the justified thing, mm -hmm. and, and we had this crazy shootout. Did we not talk about that? No. We have not talked at all. We have not talked. Tell me what happened. It's a dramatic story. I don't know if you want to hear it. It's a long-winded dramatic story. I could tell it, and then you can cut it out of the podcast later. Okay. We won't, but go ahead. You want to try it? Okay, so here we... Forgive me, I feel like... This is the... Because Justified's coming back, which I'm very excited about. Yep. Justified, and you were, City Primeval. And where were you shooting it? We shot in um, Chicago, mostly Chicago for Detroit. It takes place in Detroit. Mm -hmm. um, Raylan goes to Detroit... I play Raylan Givens, mm -hmm. and then I'm also going to play his brother, Dave Givens, and then his other brother, Jim Givens. They're, they're triplets. 
I really wanted to mix it up this time. I was like, let's do I can't <laughs> why you ruin everything. We're gonna bring it back. I, I was like <laughs> I was like they said <laughs> I said, What why do I want to bring back this character? I've already played this character for six years. And then I it hit me. I was like, What if he had a brother? And then I was like, They're twins. And I'm like, wait a minute, everyone's done it. Jeremy Irons has done it, Nick Cage has done it, Lindsay Lohan. Van Damme, they've all done twins. All the greats have done all it. You're right. All the greats have done it. And that's when it hit me. It was like the clouds parted. I said, Raylan's a triplet. Uh, <laughs> and this has never been revealed in all the years you did Justified. Um, and I've watched open, them all. You never revealed. We should just start the podcast here. Okay. Because now people are in. Now they're in. So this is great. Raylan is triplets. One is Dave. One is Raylan. And then the other one. Jim Givens. Jim Givens. <laughs> Wow, the writers, their parents were like, we'll call you Raylan, you Dave, and you Jim. The great thing about my position with the Justified thing is I can get in the writer's room and really mm-hmm. you know, take it up a level. Mm-hmm. They love me in there. So we're shooting, um, we're shooting at night in Chicago in, uh, at this park, very, very bad neighborhood. It's like one, two in the morning or something, and we're about to do a scene where I'm going to get in this car. We've got the road closed. We're about to get in this car and we hear gunshots and we'd heard, we'd shot in some pretty tough neighborhoods. So we'd heard gunshots prior to this, but this was a, I don't know, it felt like eight or nine shots went off, you know, and we're like, that's across from across the park. And then, um, I was standing next to the director and he's like, that's gunshots, you know? And, uh, and then we hear again, and you know, the first AD's walking over and he's like, everybody, those are gunshots on the other side of the park, but everybody needs to get down. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, it's fucking, it was the scariest goddamn thing. It went on forever. So then we started hearing cars. There's a car like that. And they're driving. You can hear them driving. And you realize they're coming around the park. Headed towards you. Headed right towards us. And if the gunshots and stuff didn't, already kind of give you a tip on uh, what kind of people we're dealing with. They completely ignored the road close sign, you know, where it says filming, don't come this way. And so they're coming straight down the street that we're on. Right. And they're just, you know, ra- this um, machine gun fire. And it was, uh, it was, it was did just they, insane. Cause the, cr- did you guys all, you see, you're all lying down, like face down, getting as low as you can. It was a little, you know, it's a weird thing because everybody reacts so differently. So there's everything from people running and diving under cars, the crews in those safety vests, and they were all throwing them off and people are yelling, get your safety vests off. Because I think at this point, we don't really know who's shooting and why they're shooting or what they're shooting at. Right. So it just feels like gunfire in in cars. And there's things that I've been told happened and things that you remember happened. It was really quite, you know, and then there's other people that just froze, you know, that you just kind of need to grab and the universal thing I've always heard about anyone from anyone who has been around gunfire is that you know it's gunfire immediately, even if you haven't served in the army or have had no experience with guns, that when you hear gunfire, you know there's no mistaking it for anything else. That's That was my experience. Yeah, you, you, you kind of knew right away that there was, um, you just know that's not fireworks as much as you want to know, hope that's fireworks. And then the sound of the engine and the, it just kept coming. And then- Next thing I know, I, I I was with a couple others, you know, just behind this car. The weirdest thing to be in ra- your railing wardrobe. I know. <laughs> Standing behind this car. Were you wearing a, uh, a, a, a were you wearing a gun, a fake that. gun? Yeah, yeah. See, that's the part of this that's crazy is you're yeah. you're playing Raylan Givens and you're 
wearing a gun, but it's all for, for play acting and then a real gunfight breaks out. Yeah. And there's these moments because like when these things happen, everything, you know, it's that cliche, everything feels like slow you know, all the beats are very distinct. And I do remember, I don't remember, I, I was told I grabbed a PA and, and threw her out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, or I used her as a shield. Which one? Well, I, my gut I've heard tells it, me, I've heard it both ways. So, well, wonderful PA, Ashley. And um, <laughs> the reason I know her name now is because I was like, well, I apparently saved her life, so I should learn her name. Mm-hmm. I don't usually know the PA's names. I think what happened is I was, I grabbed her by the arm and I said, uh, babe, I ordered a protein shake like a half hour ago. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, oh shit, someone's shooting at us. And then I threw her down, you know what I mean? Right. Like a shield. But I remember crouching down behind the car and I, you can't help it. I'm looking because I want to see, you know, so I'm doing that thing where I'm looking around the corner. I'm like, this is just like the show. This is so weird. I'm like, what are you doing? But I'm like, I think it's okay. Anyway, and I saw the first car go, goes right by us. I can hear the bullets hitting the thing off the back of the car. Because the the car behind it is shooting at the car in the front. This is when things started to become clearer. Yeah. You know, and then the second car goes by, this muscle car, one of those Dodge Chargers all tinted out. And there's a guy shooting a pistol out the window that's clearly been modified because it's like, right? Right. And the other guy's out the sunroof with a little machine gun. And he's shooting a machine gun. And those guys go by at like 100 miles an hour. And then, and I guess, it, I guess at some point, you, I can't remember I had this moment like, well, okay, they're shooting at that guy, so that's all right. <laughs> you know, they're not shooting at us. And then a third car went by. And the, the crazy thing is then they kind of continued around the neighborhood and, you know, you felt like they were coming back and people were running into the, it was just. There's no law just, enforcement coming in at, the, at any point? I feel like we were a little understaffed. Um, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We had, you know, what's crazy about that situation. You sent three interns over to arrest them. I'm telling you, we had (laughs) one kid. Listen, I'm telling you. Steve, Ashley, get over there. I know, right? These uh, these moments. We had had one kid, Ben, God bless him, another PA, who was a friend of my wife's family who was like looking for a, you know, summer job. He was a film student. He was at the first corner you know, like one of those, yeah, you, know, you put PAs down there and said, oh, if anybody walks down here, tell them not to walk down here because you're shooting. Right. And turns out he, God bless him, when the cars came around, he dove behind a car. His bus stop that he was sitting in just completely shattered. Like that kid would have been dead if he didn't, if he hadn't dove. And then a, a cop, we had a cop at one side, we had a cop at the other, you know, non, uh, and that guy I ran into like a week later. You know, I, and I remember talking to him, like, because it went on for a while longer. People, the cars were drove for a little longer, and you just kept hearing gunfire because people started moving into the park and stuff. It was just frightening, you know, and it's just such a weird thing because you're just sitting there and there's so much gunfire. It was like 100 rounds. You think, I mean, I assume, I assume one's going to hit me eventually. You know, you're just kind of waiting for that right. moment. It's right. just so bizarre. And that's when I thought I should call my agent and tell him to call my kids and tell them I love them. <laughs> Did you, did you, uh, you know, you go through an experience like that. Did you learn anything from that other than? Yeah. No, it was really, I'll tell you a couple of things. One, I remember talking that I ran in, I was walking down streets of Chicago and this guy came out and said, Hey, uh, he, he goes, Tim, he goes, I'm, he goes, I'm, I'm the, I was the cop that was there that night on the corner. You invariably with every, whether it was him or whether it was the crew, there's this thing where the next 
couple days next week or so. You're just, did you experience what I experienced? There's a lot of that. Right. What was, what, what, you know, tell me and it's. Tell me what you felt like yeah. when that happened and, and how did you experience it? talking to law enforcement it? was, a, was a really helpful because I was like, okay, I thought it was crazy. <laughs> did you think it was, he goes, that was a war zone. That was crazy. Right. And um, he's like, yeah, I got home la- that night and I realized I had a bullet hole in my shirt. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, my shirt. I realized later a bullet went through right by his bicep. But and, missed him completely, just went through the shirt. Yep. I mean, Jesus. he had a vest on, bulletproof vest on, but yeah, he said, he said, no, that's one of the closer calls I've ever had. Yeah. He said in those situations, he's like, you know, they're like us. They're, they're just going to take cover. You're not going to return fire. These guys are shooting at each other. They got machine guns. He's like, if I, if I engage in, in any way, it's just a mess. It just becomes a bigger mess. No, you're, it was, it was fucked up. It was definitely a crazy. And then there was the, you know, like that thing where you're like, you know, People will say, oh, you seemed real chill. You seemed really cool. You kept it all together. And I was like, that's funny because that's not the way I remembered it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The next day, the next day was more emotional. It was like 24 hours later when you when we were like saying, okay, we're not going to, I we were supposed to, I was supposed to shoot the next night and not, again in another bad part of town. And I remember thinking, I don't want to go to work. <laughs> I was like, I remember they got, I was like, I'm not sure I want to drive down to, you know, to the nineties and, and shoot again. And, um, I called the producers and I said, you know, I feel like I should speak up, you know, because yeah. I don't want to shoot and I'm assuming the crew doesn't want to shoot. Should we be everybody taking a beat? And that was the more emotional day when you realized when everyone, when they came back and said, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think we need to shut down. That's when all of a sudden you're like, okay, now there's like tears coming down my face because you realize, oh no, so it really was fucked We're, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, You know what I mean? Like if we all went back to work, maybe we could have, in a very unhealthy way, suppressed how crazy that evening was. Yeah, you yeah. all had PTSD. You needed to Oh my God, and then every time it. you'd hear, I already don't like those cars, but boy, they just really ruined it for me. You don't like the Dodge uh, Charger? That's a fantastic car. Wait a minute, are we cutting to a Dodge Charger commercial? No, not at all. Oh, We're not getting shoot. paid by them, but I think the Dodge Charger, or for my money, the Challenger, are classic muscle cars. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a late, uh, take a late sixties version, but I think the new so models good. are the no model, new models are incredible. <sighs> so look at your comedy mind. What are you talking? Just about? Just going into a bit. I didn't mean to. I was trying to be emotionally available, and then I remembered who I was. <laughs> it just fell apart. What do you keep looking over your shoulder? They're not going to help you. I'm right here, buddy boy. You're looking at me. You're dealing with me. Go ahead. I'm I'm looking right at you. I know. I find it unnerving. How do you feel? What do you think? Now, see, now you feel bad, right? I hope you feel bad. You should have come to visit me. I didn't know about any of this. Yeah, but even then, New Orleans was before then, and I was already saying you should have come out for that. I'm not going to go to New Orleans to a jazz fest. I just can't do it. What's wrong with Jazz Fest? Well, first of all, I know at some point you're going to refer to New Orleans as NOLO, and I can't have that. I can't be around that. I think that. there's an uh at the end of that. I just know you're going What'd to say- What'd you call it? NOLO. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a little jet lagged. Is nope. that what it is? You know what it is? Let's go down to Soha tonight. Okay, I'll go to Soha and we can talk about NOLO. NOLO. Listen to me. I can't have it. And I, I know love that, you're, that city, I know that you're going to have some cool t-shirt that's kind of just worn away, just special. and it says you, Team Coco. Well, that'd be nice if you get the word out on us. Right? Do you ever wear Conan merchandise around? Wouldn't hurt to help out a friend, would it? 
I have the mug. Just, I just don't carry it around enough. You're supposed to carry it. I told you to carry it. Yeah. Did you guys give out t-shirts? I I just know I got the popcorn. Were there t-shirts? I don't know that we ever gave out t-shirts. I don't know why we gave out popcorn. At the talk show, we gave out popcorn for years. I don't know why. Yeah. So, I don't by know the way, why. that's a Chicago also, thing. I called you from, I sent, yeah, because yeah. I got that, that's a Chicago, why, why did you do that popcorn? I was, I, listen, I was at the very top of the power structure. Yeah. I wasn't aware of all the decisions that were being made. So Wait I'm not, a minute. I'm, 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 I was not, I never signed off on giving away Chicago cheese popcorn. That was not a decision I made. I was, again- Did I'm, you not get into the swag? Of, did you not get into the, the hats and the t-shirt and all that jazz? I think- Because um, I was I, just thinking today. No, I didn't. Literally today, because I did a talk show the other day, mm -hmm. and the hats is like, I'm never going to wear this hat. Like, why don't- does nobody have a cool hat? I know. It's a problem. What is with that? That's All a problem. All the hats look like you're going to spend, like you're getting ready to go to Martha's Vineyard. Right. But why doesn't anyone have hats that look like, oh, that's like a, a cool hat? It's very hard to do. It's very hard to crack. What do you mean it's really hard to do? I don't want to get into all the specifics, right? but let's just say that it's very difficult uh, for late night shows to get good merchandising. It well, just is. When I do my- And I think it's a terrible problem the, that this country needs to address. Well, I'm here to change it because I'm, I'm going to do a talk show. I've been wanting to do a talk show since, since I was in my 20s, but now it's not about me. It's about the hats. You would have a great hat. I would have a great hat. You know, you'd have you'd have what? a justified hat. You'd have Raylan Givens hat that that said uh, the name of your talk show on it. Because that's a you 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 look killer in that hat. That's part of the character. I'm giving the guests cowboy hats. Yes, very expensive cowboy hats. And within weeks, your show will be in the red. You'll be hemorrhaging money because. So the guests come on. Let me just—it's a whole fantasy here. Mm -hmm. We book you on the show. Yep. We just need to take your head measurement. Yeah, before to prepare you, or do it two ways. You either get the head measurements or you buy the hats and then book for the hat sizes that you can get. So, oh, we've got a seven and a quarter. Let's look out who's a seven and a quarter. John C. Riley. John C. Riley. let's book him on the show. Is he plugging anything? No, he's not. We'll get him in here because his head is going to fit the hat we have. Smart. I've thought about all this stuff most of my life. And yet you're, you didn't have good swag on your show. We've already established that. You've I thought think, about it. You've done nothing about it. I'm staring at a mug right now. It just occurs to me, Conan mm -hmm. O'Brien needs a friend. Mm -hmm. By the way, it's kind of a funny t-shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is a funny t-shirt. Yeah. It's good. It's, listen, I don't recommend you drinking out of that mug. I'll just tell you that much. What if it said, I like Conan O'Brien needs a friend. That's a funny, that's a, yeah, this should be a better t-shirt. And on the back it says, no, seriously. <laughs> you keep looking over your shoulder. Just want to see if it went the, over. At the peanut gallery. I, I don't trust your laugh. You're just a, you know, you're a very generous laugher. I don't so think I just I had am. to turn around to say, did that, was that actually, you know what I mean? I think your insecurities eat away at you. This may, might make you a, a better actor, but you have deep insecurities. Um, and like a knife whittles a piece of wood, your insecurities pair away uh, at your soul, sharpening it. And uh, I think anything I can do to trigger those insecurities makes you a better artist. That's my theory. Okay. And I'm going to stick with it. All right. You know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always 
doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Brian Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT, introducing ADT Self Setup, featuring everything from motion sensors to Google Nest Cam and the Nest Doorbell with a battery or wired option. Your choice. Easily install the ADT Self Setup security system at your convenience. You don't need heavy-duty tools. And if you do need help, ADT can provide virtual assistance along the way. Self Setup from ADT grows, moves, and adapts as your needs change. You can add more products at any time, and your system easily moves wherever life takes you. It also features Nest Cams that can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. These things are getting so smart. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just one quick tap. Now everyone can get trusted security from ADT installed your way with no long-term contracts. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, <laughs> you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are all trademarks of Google LLC. Remember that time you and I were swimming in the ocean? <laughs> By the way, we've talked about this. We're like, there are shark fins out there. And the two of us are saying, or I, I remember saying, it's not, it's not a big deal. Those are shark. Those are, those are uh, whatever sharks. They're like nothing. Sand they're sharks. Harmless. Yeah, There's, yeah. They're harmless. Yeah, harmless. they were not. They were great white sharks. And then the sharks. next summer I come out, I'm like, oh, they saw these great whites. Yeah, they were great whites. <laughs> and you and I are just two heads Someone bobbing. Was... We're, we're bobbing in the ocean, two heads. Yeah. And a, a giant shark fin it was big. goes by. It was definitely And big. it was maybe eight feet from both of us. And I don't relax. And you know, it's... And and both of us, I don't know why, both of us were both of us we weren't high or anything. Both of us were looking at it saying, Ah, oh, that's a shark. Yeah. That's what that is. It's a shark. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, don't worry about it. It's easy. Piece of cake. He's not interested in us. And then some woman got bit right off the right there the next summer or something like that. Yeah, she got bit in the foot, I think. Yeah. 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 Well it happens. I don't fear uh, a wild animal. I just don't. I don't have that in me. I would like to, uh, I just don't. First of all, 
I don't. Uh, first of all, I don't. I show throw a, just, a wild just, animal at me and I'll let fight me just it. Point I don't care. Out what I think everybody already knows. What? How often are you coming in contact with a wild animal? Well, give I, me your. Give me your. Go ahead. When's the last time? Does looking him up online count? When is the last? <laughs> does looking him up online count? How about when, looking at footage of a zoo? Uh, I look at footage of the San Diego Zoo all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have been uh, out on my mountain bike and, and I've seen some critters. You know, nothing that big. Keep going. But uh, I'll give you some room. I'm not going to cut you off on this one. Okay. I've been, I've been in the area of a bear, meaning I think I've been in the same state as a bear. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I like the dump. You went, you <laughs> dropping some stuff off? I was throwing away what an RCA television yeah, from like, the 70s at a dump. Like, and cow, there was a seven, eight bears. There over was there. very small black bears. Right. Over there at they the looked, dump. They actually look like cats, now that I think of it. Right. And everybody um, working there is like, check out O'Brien. Not come on. worried at all. You know, all kidding aside, that if shit got real, you know that I would be a physically brave person. <laughs> the, the hand gesture. You know that. You know, you, you know that. You know that if the shit went down, yeah. you know that, okay, Conan plays the fool. Oh, oh, Conan, he acts scared. But when it really goes down. Here's, you, what, here's what I think. You know that I would be. When uh, the shit really goes down, uh -huh. I feel like I could depend on you uh -huh. to tell me what Lincoln did in a certain... <laughs> <laughs> in a similar, <laughs> this is fascinating. In 1858, yeah, <laughs> during me. the Great Skedaddle, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. You'd be like, hold on, Tim, I got this. When Roosevelt was in a similar situation, <laughs> right? Which Roosevelt? It's important. You got to nail that. Yeah, see, this is your department. Um, hmm? I don't know. I guess I got over my skis there a little bit. I don't over know. Over the skis. I don't know what I would do if I encountered a real live animal. But I like to think that I'd be physically very brave and that I'd go down fighting. I'm just still thinking the visual of you over your skis a little bit. I don't know how that goes down. I think you and I are... What's your ski? We've never gone uh, skiing. We've never hit the slopes. We've done, we haven't done most of anything. It's I, true. I would, yeah. I mean, first of all... It's I will, true. I'd go skiing with you anytime. And I I'd, love skiing. I don't want to go to NOLA going, to some jazz fest. Let's okay? Go, let's go... Uh, what about snowboarding? Do you go snowboarding? I can't do that. My center of gravity is up near my ears. Wait it's a minute. ridiculous. I think, figured it'd be easier. No, it's worse. Snowboarding's harder for you than skiing. Have yes. You, have you done it? Yeah, I tried. I, I I tried snowboarding once, and uh, we actually shot a remote, and I ate mountain the whole time. And what happens when you snowboard, It's the physics of it is you go down like three times as harder than uh, you would on uh, skis. And um, Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, I lost like 70% of my brain capacity that day. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I can't, wait, you- You shot the remote for the, the old show? It was show? for the 2002 Olympics, I think. Sorry, I missed it. Probably was it really for the Olympics? You could see it on YouTube. Oh, All I'm, my work I'm, is available. That's why I've got the pen, so I could write this shit down. Watch Conan on YouTube. Just mm -hmm. kidding. <laughs> you shouldn't say just kidding out loud. I just wrote JK. I think you and I need to have a project together, because we have a good chemistry. Yep. And oh, we have it. Listen, we you have- You want to be uh, the my sidekick for the show? Oh, on a, your talk show? Yeah, this show sure, could yeah. be called 
my sidekick is Conan O'Brien. <laughs> and then on the T-shirts, uh-huh. it was, on the front, it'll say, my sidekick is Conan O'Brien, uh-huh. starring Timothy Oliver. Uh-huh. Right? And on the back, it'll be like, it'll say, he needs he, he needs a friend. Yes. So you incorporate, this is good. We're getting the word you out on all the doing? brands. I see what we're doing. See what we're doing. And then your whole thing will to be, it would. I would love that. Are you in? Yeah. Because you brought it up, right? You said I we wanted should to do something, together. and I came back to you. I'll be honest now, with you. Back. I thought it was going to be something maybe more in the acting realm, but if this is oh, you want to act? See, this is the problem. You, we've already established this. You want this life over here, but I, I want over there. Okay. So you want to act together? Yeah. If you see a chance for us to be in a, a project if together, you see a chance. Well, there, yeah. <sighs> well, you're a writer. Let's pitch something. All right. What's going on with writing? By the way, I was thinking about this the other day. Now that you've been Yeah, what to... is going on with writing? No, but you're you are a true blue genius writer. Well, I'm, I'm saying that for the people who may not be aware of it. He's really good, talented. That's sweet. You write. Say. Do you uh do you write write? Uh I write. Do you ever sit down and just keep regular writing hours? I don't. No. I don't. I Why let not? that go. That's a bit of a it's yeah. a bit of a I do write letters. I write letters to people. By the way, I've heard you say this. And if you gave me your I home address, meant to, I shit. I have a to do list. I'm writing this down now. I write letters to people and I, I type on. them out. Hold on. And when people yeah, get one of my letters, let me they're kind of happy. Tell you this note to self. Okay, I want you to hear it. I want I want there to be witnesses. Note to self: Write Conan a handwritten letter saying you've heard he likes to write people handwritten letters. Typed. Funny because. You've never received one. Okay. Okay. I heard you say this. Talking to Sedaris, by the way, you and Sedaris, people do yourself a favor if they're still listening to this interview. Those interviews, I just love them. Yeah. I think I may have, I don't know if I've told you that, but I just loved you guys talking to each other. Um, And I heard you talking about how much you like to type letters to people. Yeah. And I remember thinking I should write Conan a letter and tell him that I heard that and yet- I wondered why I'd never gotten one. Well, maybe yours is coming, and maybe it's going to be really special. I realize there's a lot of grievances here in the friendship today. I realize I, you, you and I have not connected for a long it's time. It's been a while. You've been busy, a bit, a and bit, I think uh, bit. I think maybe I came into this with a chip on my shoulder. Mm, a little bit. Well, bet I probably did. A little bit. And um, it's good that you admit it. You know, and felt like I had to use the podcast to get you back into my life, and then it's felt not. like you played me like a chump, a chimp. You know, and you taught you're a big, big talker about no low or no law, but we all yeah. know it wouldn't happen. If I called you up and said, hey, I'm coming, suddenly there'd be an issue, you know? Oh, they just canceled Jazz Fest, Conan. This think. is, this is, no No one's buying this. I'm not buying it. No one listened. No one's listening. Oh, you'd be excited no if I was coming down. Yeah, I'm going to come see you. And I'm going to get up on stage and scat with the band. A scoot got scoot a doodly a doo. Yeah, yeah. A doo, dee, 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 By the way, for those who haven't been to Jazz Fest, I highly recommend it. It's my favorite music festival, and it's not all jazz, but it's the best thing. You also go in the gospel tent and just listen to gospel. Oh, that's nice. It's that's one of my favorite good. things in the world. I still feel like the best way for us to do something acting-wise is if we write something. Okay. But you've given up writing. I didn't say I gave up on it. Didn't he use those words? Didn't no, he say something? No, you said, don't you do regular writing every day? And, and I said, I write letters, but no, I'm not sitting down every day and going, the sun broke lazily over the horizon in a crepuscular burst of auburn light. You know, I, I didn't do that. 
Jesus, that was fucking crazy. I was going to say, that's amazing. I just write that, that down. down. We have it on got that? recorded. Yeah, that's an amazing recorded. beginning to an awful book, but it's a great beginning. Yeah, but but awful book, but not an awful, um, what do we want to do? We're going to do something together. We're going right. to do a project. Is it going to be like a half hour kind of deal? How The, the thing that they're going to want us to do is- They're going to want the, us- they're going to want us to do the buddy cop thing. You and me, That's buddy cops. That's what I was about to say. They're going to want us to do buddy cops. They're going to want us to do it. And they're going to want you to be the one that knows what he's doing and me to be like, let's flip it. Yes. Let's I'm hyper competent. Super good. Killer with the ladies. Wasn't there like a, a, didn't Jeff Goldblum have a cop show for a while where he was a cop? Uh, 10 Speed and Brown Shoe. Oh my God. Yeah. That's it. With Ben Vereen. That's it. Yeah. What? Let's just remake that. Let's okay. bring that back. People love people love uh, re, re whatever they are reboots. Yeah, let's bring back ten ten street and uh, what did you call it? Ten speed and brown shoe. That's awesome. Yeah, you're so I'm you're the, not going to be at this pitch meeting. You can't say a whole sentence correctly involving this pitch. So I'm going to go in and pitch it. I love the pitch, by and the way. And I'm going to say Tim Oliphant is attached. I'm aging. Quickly and badly. I could see it in your face when you saw me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to get this done now. Do you know what I mean? This can't wait two years, three they, years. Well, use it though. Use that in your performance. What, that I'm falling apart and old? That you're aging badly and you don't have a lot of time. <laughs> like you're the cop who needs to solve this thing because they've like... But not because he has a terminal disease or he's about to retire. just because he doesn't like the way he's aging. Exactly. And he's vain. I like that it's, idea. It's really smart. Yeah. Really smart. We gotta wrap this up. If your brother listened to the first one, yeah, and thought, what did he say? He learned nothing, nothing, and, and too much. Too much. How'd we do? I think we hit it again. Oh, I don't know. It just feels. I'm not sure. I'm okay. You guys are the best, and they're encouraging us. I don't know if that's true, but how long have we been talking? Just under an hour. Just under an hour. Yeah, and so there's you three, do our, three, four. Our, like, com- what's that? Thirty-five minutes worth of ads. No. Are you doing the 10 minute preamble thing? Is that what you call it? Yeah. We don't call it the preamble. What do you call it? The open of the show. What do we call it, Adam? The intro. The intro. It's a 10 minute intro? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't know much about the podcast. I've listened to the podcast and I just know that at least once you just did away with the intro. Yeah. Occasionally. Because because it was such a special occasion. Yeah. This isn't going to be one of those, is it? We'll have three intros in this <laughs> Three intros. <laughs> and then we'll end An with intermission. then six outros. Exactly. There's a little intermission. <laughs> Let's take a little break. You know what? Are you, when we're done, just, I'd like to record a 10 minute intro as well. I'd like to do an intro before your intro. I think that's fair. Yeah, sure. That's a great idea. I love that. Yeah, sure. Please. Let's do that. Done. Yeah. Are you serious? Let's do it. If you're up for it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, well, let's end this yeah. one. Yeah, let's end this. That's a good idea. Um, Tim, are we going out to dinner tonight? I'm up. I'm I'm available. I'm around. Are you, uh, are yeah. you, are you backing out? No, I'm not backing and out. And tomorrow's also good if that's better for you, because you're, you might be jet lagged. No, I'm not jet lagged. Are you coming downtown? Because I'll do I, as I'm told. I this came is up, your city now. So. I came uptown for this, so I assume you kind of... I've heard the Hard Rock Cafe is a cool spot. The one downtown. Very cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as long as I get to eat an okay hamburger near a guitar, you know what's I'm happy. Sad is now that I've agreed to do an intro, I, re- I realize how difficult your job is. No, you're going to kill it. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's just Adam and I just shooting the shit? 
What is it? I don't know. You had this idea, and now you have Fuck, to do it. Yeah, but you have like it doesn't have, have to be ten minutes. It could be a quick I'm intro. Not even usually a part of it. It's really that's that's mostly, my point. Yeah. But he, you're talking to your. Where are they? I'm gonna leave the room right now. No, where are they? They there's usually someone you're talking yeah, to. Sona, yeah, Sona and Gorley. Sona and Gorley. Yeah, so, I, they're I not here they're, yet. They're not in town yet. What they're, do you mean they're not in town yet? They're not here yet. But they're coming? Yeah. I got to come back to do the intro? I don't I think, think... you can just do it solo. You, yeah, you can do it solo. I'm going to do a do intro it solo. Yeah. Okay. You could just say... <laughs> I mean, the premise is really funny. The, yeah. I like the whole premise is... I know I listened to the podcast. There's always an intro, and yeah. and I just wanted to have an intro before Conan's intro. Yeah, because I feel like I've earned that. Whatever yeah. you'll you'll kill at that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna get out. Okay. Cool. You are my friend for real. You know that, right? I do know. There's that. no backing out now. I know that's true. We're oh. going out. You're hanging out. You got another interview after I have this. A, I have a meeting after this, and then um, this is all fun stuff for the listener. And right then, uh, and then uh, this actually probably is. This might be better than just. Uh, I'm going. Yeah. So what do you got after this? I've got a meeting with the guy that runs uh, Sirius. What does that him. mean exactly? I don't know. I was... Keep this rolling. This is good. <laughs> what, is, what actually happens? I think they're letting me go. They, they they're going to just say, "Hey, numbers I don't are know. great. Things uh, are going." No, no, well. we haven't even launched yeah. yet. So there's nothing. Our Sirius channel hasn't launched. I think it's just. It's going to be a, hey man, good to see you meeting, I hope. Oh, really? Unless... Thanks for doing this. Appreciate you being a part of it. Yeah. This um... is... So that's cool. So you got that going for you. How long is that? How long did you yeah, schedule that meeting? I have that, that meeting? meeting going for me. Yeah, I mean, that's it's just, a big deal. I love that you still have to do meetings. I'm going to a meeting right after this. Are Scott Greenstein. He's the he's the big deal here at oh, Sirius. Oh, I know that dude. That yeah. dude owes me money. No, okay. Um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> is this one of those things? This is me and you talking. This is pretty much dinner. By the way, guys, this is dinner. Listen. Do you do that because you're like good dude or you do it because what's in it for you? Why are you meeting with this knucklehead? Well, first of all, um, he runs all of Sirius. So what? Uh, and uh, he said, hey, can Conan stop by and say hi, uh, you know, before he leaves for the day? Okay. And I hear that. And being a nice human being, That's what I it think. Is. It's a guilt I'd thing. like to see him. It's a guilt No, thing. but also, what if he tells me something? What if he says, hey, Conan, you oh, know, we're, you've done so much for Sirius. We're all so excited to have you. Here's a gold bar that I want you to have. Maybe that happens in the meeting and he gives me a solid gold bar. Okay. I'll meet you. I'll see you at dinner and you bring, show it to me because I want to see it. I'll show it to you at dinner. I can't wait to hear the follow-up of this meeting because I, I, I'm guaranteeing it's like there's five minutes I cannot get back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you, you have a meeting that's not a meeting. You just kind of made it sound more important than oh, it needed for God's to be. Sake. Then what's after that? It's when you and I go to dinner. We can do it early. How are you getting down? I'm downtown. You're going to come downtown? Sure. Take the subway? I Yeah, I'm no stranger to the subway. That's it. What's it? What's uh Because here's the deal. Since we become friends, mm-hmm. I meet people. Mm-hmm. They'll say something nice. And then they'll be like, hey, uh, say hi to Conan. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because we're famously pals. Oh so much God, so. It makes me so happy. That, that Jordan Slansky is me. bitter about it and shouted at me, you have your dinners with Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, um, all, right. all right. Are you doing this? I'm going to get yeah, out. Yeah, I'm doing 10 minutes. You, you go do your thing. All right. I wanna, can't wait to hear about it later. Jesus. And, uh, and then we'll figure, out, we'll figure out where to meet. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. 
Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf.